Welcome to The Power of Profitability, where we talk about how profit happens or doesn't in real businesses with real stories, real strategies, and real tips that work for any business. This is the place you can come to listen, learn, and get into action to make your business and your clients more profitable. I'm your host, Jennifer Peake. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome back. In the last episode, we talked about doing a weekly or monthly snapshot primarily around revenue and how to get started with that one driver. Today, we're going to cover more options for adding one or two drivers to that snapshot. Before we get started, I want you to keep this in mind. You can clog up a snapshot with all kinds of measures and metrics to the point that it becomes less useful and that it takes you just as much time to do as the monthly financials. The whole point of a snapshot is that it has quick digestible insights that can be reviewed in under 15 minutes. The results might generate questions that need more data, but the snapshot itself needs to be short and sweet. That's something to keep in mind as you select the items for the snapshot in addition to the three requirements that I gave you in the last episode. Now, let's get into the menu of options for other items you might wanna consider adding to the snapshot. I am going to start with ones that apply to any type of business, but keep in mind that of course the details are going to vary from each business to another and certainly between product and service-based businesses. But the general categories are the same. All businesses should balance their snapshot between revenue and key cost drivers. It's super easy to get over-focused on either one, so it's important to make sure that there's some sort of balance. We also wanna make sure that we're leveraging the data that's being collected so you can use it in multiple ways. That way you're being both efficient and effective with your snapshot and with your efforts. In just a minute, I'm gonna go over the key areas we look at when designing our own client snapshots at both Peak Advisory Group and at the CFO School. As you listen to this list, think about how easy it is to get the data for each of these types of items. Think about what you can reasonably get each week or each month. Some expenses are only available once a month or every other week. Don't get too caught up in that, but do keep it at the back of your mind. The snapshot should not only be easy to read, but also relatively simple to pull together. You can always make something more complicated later. Hey, if you are enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe and join our community at powerofprofitability.com. That's where you can find links to additional resources, including show notes, connect with us on social media, and send in ideas for future episodes. That's powerofprofitability.com. Okay, back to the show. Here we go. First, types of revenue. Now, we did talk about this a little bit in the last episode, but this is more detail than maybe what I mentioned before. 
Here's where you might think about looking at revenue by customer or by project, service type, or product type. Remember, we're looking to gain insight into what is performing well and what isn't. This can be particularly useful if you've got a certain type of promotion going on, if you're focusing on one type of program versus another, or that type of information. Again, we don't want to get over-rotated if what we're talking about is an exception, but if it's something that's going to be ongoing, we definitely want to consider measuring it. Next are key expenses. Now, each of the categories that I'm about to go through can be very business dependent, especially if you have a physical location versus an online location. But here's the ones that we see the most, labor costs. Now this could be employees or it could be contractors, but for almost any business, labor costs can be a big deal and they should be reviewed consistently. It can be challenging to tie them specifically to revenue, but they're still one of the biggest cost categories, so we need to understand them. Second, marketing and advertising. Now, this could be online ads like Google or Facebook ads. It could also be public relations costs, product placement, magazine ads, and things like that. One thing to note is that these costs can be kind of lumpy and they can come in waves. One thing to also additionally remember about marketing and advertising is there's often a lag between when you spend that money and when the revenue comes in. It's also usually not a direct correlation. The third bucket is something I call tech costs. Now, no matter what type of business you have, tech costs can be a thing. The question is whether they're a big enough thing to worry about. They can be big or they can be small, and it may not be a key driver for all businesses, and they may not be that much in terms of overall expenses. In my definition, tech costs are things like website hosting, IT services, or any type of software as service that you may have, which could be an online accounting system, it might be Dropbox, it could be what you use as your email service provider and those types of things. Certainly, if you're running a software company, the odds are that this will be a really big expense. We've also seen this be a pretty large expense for companies like an appraisal company that's utilizing software to really do a lot of comparative analysis We've also seen this be a big expense for certain professional services firms, especially ones that have a lot of confidential documentation or ones that are in the investment banking arena. Facilities costs is another big pool. It is mostly applicable to any business that has a physical location. Facilities costs, in my definition, is rent, utilities, cleaning, security, and anything that goes with having a physical space. Another big bucket is insurance. And this is the last one I'm gonna mention, and I hesitate to do so because it's usually not a key driver for most businesses. It can be a huge expense, but it's sort of the cost of doing business. 
There's not a lot of decisions that you can make about it other than maybe on an annual basis reviewing your policies and considering if you want to go with a different provider. But unless you elect to just opt out of the insurance game, which is not something I necessarily recommend, there's not a lot to be gained here. So it's something to consider, but it may be an item that is suited best to monthly financial reporting. Those are the key financial drivers and cost buckets and revenue items that I like to consider for this snapshot. But I'd also suggest that you consider what I call counting metrics. I realize that that's not the best term, but here's what I mean by that. This is where you're not so much looking at dollars, but you're counting numbers of things like the number of products sold, the number of online store visitors, the number of online store buyers, the number of physical visitors in a retail store, which can be a little bit harder to track, the number of repeat customers, and finally, the total number of hours worked for your employees or your contractors. Now, this certainly isn't a list of every financial or other metric that you can track, and that wasn't really the point. I am trying to get you to see the major areas and the ones that are the most likely to move a business forward or backward every time. It is super tempting to focus on smaller things that seem like they're easier to control, like a cell phone bill or getting a better rate on the trash service, but that's honestly not going to change things dramatically. Frankly, you could eliminate those costs altogether and not make a huge impact in most businesses. A weekly snapshot calls for focus and business metric essentialism. Now, that's a lot to consider, right? Well, let's walk through a couple of examples that may help you put this in a little bit more context. And these are ones that we have inside our CFO school training as well. So example number one, I like to think is the most simplistic, but you can tell me if I'm wrong. And it is professional services with contractors. So we talked about professional services as the final example in the last episode, and I actually used Peak Advisory Group as that example, but we're going to dive into that snapshot a little bit more. In this particular case, I'm going to give you the business basics. The company has retainer and project revenue streams. They have three employees and periodic contractors for projects, and everyone is paid weekly. The company has virtual offices. They have annual software subscriptions to expert databases, as well as professional license renewals. And they have ongoing training requirements to stay up to date on the latest information in their expertise area, as well as to meet their certification renewals. The snapshot we designed for this company is done at the beginning of each month and then tracked weekly. Again, this goes back to the example that I gave you for my company in the last episode. We know what the expected revenue is based on monthly retainers and the projects slated to be completed in the month. If any new clients get added, they get included in the next week's view. In addition, total payroll for both employees and contractors is reported on the snapshot. As we go through the month, we measure expected net profit against the average net profit for the prior month. We could certainly do this by looking against the last quarter or the last year or the same month in the last year, 
but we have found that looking at the most recent prior month is the most applicable because it's the best indication of where the business is currently. And that's it. Seriously, that's it. I will say that one trap that you can have if you have professional service clients is that you can easily get into a routine that seems like everything is Groundhog's Day and that you don't need to do a weekly review. My caution here is that you can easily be fooled by that. Don't let that happen and don't let your clients get fooled either. Businesses that have ongoing and fairly set costs need to manage their revenue snapshot as much and sometimes more than businesses that have more things going on that vary more closely with revenue generation. The swings in a professional services business or a similar type of business can be extreme. It just takes losing one or two retainer clients or having one or two projects get extended and suddenly it's a crisis. The biggest reason for that is because most of these businesses have fairly fixed costs. Even if they don't have rent to make, their payroll is likely very steady and requires a relatively steady revenue stream to pay it. Having a snapshot that is done routinely can help identify if there's going to be a hiccup as soon as possible. All right, our second example is one that is a little bit more complex. This example is for a business that offers both products and services and has employees. The basics for this client are that there's one brick and mortar location and it has five rooms for providing esthetician services. They do have product sales, but they're primarily as upsells after a treatment. All products are bought from distributors at wholesale prices and none are manufactured by the client. All personnel are employees and they're paid weekly. The rent and related location costs are paid monthly. The business is not in a tourist heavy location, but it does have some cycles based on seasons and holidays. With those details, the snapshot for this company evolved over time and we ended up with a weekly snapshot that included revenue split between product sales and services, the number of customers in total only, payroll costs, and the number of hours worked. So that's four things that were being tracked. And the first two, the revenue between product sales and services, as well as the total number of customers, came from one report in the point of sale system. And the second two, which are payroll related, came from one payroll report. So you can see that we picked four key items that will generate a variety of metrics and information, but they're coming from two reports. So it's very easy for us to get this information on a timely manner and be able to provide critical data to the CEO. Using that information, we calculated the average revenue per customer and the average payroll cost per hour. And we did that on a weekly basis. On a monthly basis, we looked at the trend of those two average calculations between the weeks and the month and compared the monthly average to both the most recent past month and to the same month in the prior year. Each month, we also looked at the trend and the product versus service revenue to see if one was growing more than the other. 
I know that sounds like a lot, but honestly, it takes very little time to put this together. And because this business is primarily service, we didn't include a product profit margin in the snapshot. However, because we are looking at the mix of revenue, we can easily decide when it makes sense to add that in. We can also monitor the product gross profit in the monthly financials as a way to see when we need to pay more attention. The key thing with both of these examples is we took a step back and looked at the business first. We talked to the business owner and got a sense of what they were routinely keeping a pulse on and what they wanted to be sure was being looked at frequently. That conversation matters a lot. Designing a snapshot that is 100% applicable to a business but doesn't consider your client's view will be frustrating for you and for them. Get started on the right foot with your snapshot by having that first conversation with your client. As good as you are, I can promise you that you can't read their mind just yet. And that brings us to the end of this episode. This was probably our most tactical one to date, and I hope you got some key takeaways that you can start working on immediately. Re-listen all you want and be sure to take advantage of our other resources at powerofprofitability.com. Talk again soon. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to hit subscribe and sign up for all of our updates, including the latest profit resources at powerofprofitability.com. I'm Jennifer Peake, your host and the founder of the CFO School. See you next time.